0: Welcome back to Double Feature, the IDS film podcast where the powers that be let us in a podcast booth to give you hot takes and maybe some lukewarm ones too. I'm Chris Forrester.
1: I'm Annie Aguiar.
0: And I'm Joe Schroeder.
1: Joe Schroeder is our special guest this week. Joe, what do you do at the IDS?
2: I am the Crime Beat reporter along with Caroline Anders.
1: And are you a lover of movies? I
2: am a lover of movies. <laughs> then welcome. Thank you.
1: It's hard to nail down precisely what horror is. Is it scary? Violent, bloody, but horror through film history has consistently been a response to taboos. In contemporary and independent horror, a new trend spins horror films into social metaphor. On today's episode of Double Feature, we're talking about the recent social thriller Get Out and the period terror The Vivitch.
0: Oh, she pronounced it correctly.
1: Did she, though?
0: So, one thing that we were talking about before we started, when we were making the all-too-easy jokes about the fact that the witch is spelled with two capital V's instead of a W. And you said there's an explanation.
1: Okay, here's the actual explanation. The director was it Robert?
0: Robert Eggers. Robert
1: Eggers. He, in doing research, for the movie had seen a lot of manuscripts from this time period. And one of the things in the movie is a lot of the dialogue is taken straight from historical documents. But one of the things that he saw in all these documents was in certain typefaces, if for some reason the capital W was broken, it was frequently replaced with two V's.
2: That makes so sense. So he
1: does that just as a weird reference, just like goof a weird nod to historical typography.
2: That's great. Interesting.
1: Yeah, it's very and there's like some other, but it's just a very weird oh, okay, that's cool. But it's called The Witch. We're going to be calling it The Witch.
0: We will call it The Witch. Maybe occasionally The Vitch. It's just, but just for funny. fun. All right. So I think that, that might be just a little thing, but I really like that because it shows that he did his research. And I think this entire movie feels like the work of someone who did his homework
2: it felt so authentic they like every set looked beautiful Mm -hmm. and the dialogue felt super authentic which kind of threw me off like at first I didn't understand what they were saying it kind of took me a second but then once I adjusted to the dialogue of that time period it was
0: very good oh
1: it's definitely like reminiscent of watching something Shakespearean you have to train yourself to be able to get into the dialogue.
0: You got to put on the subtitles at, at a few points. I
1: yes. I never put on the subtitles. Oh, I did. I, I
0: do. I always do it with movies. What though. can
1: I say? I guess I'm just better than you. <laughs> okay. The first time I had seen this movie was for this episode. This is a movie that's been on my watch list for so long, and I'm so happy that I actually, you know, watched it because it's up there. It's like one of my favorite recent
2: horrors it was so just gripping i loved the way the the pacing was great which i heard that you are not a fan of the pacing chris
0: i got a little bored
2: okay i thought that from the beginning just the way that they set up the characters was such an interesting dynamic especially with the mom and uh what was her thomason Thomason. yes that was the craziest dynamic and it went through to the whole like end of the movie i
1: mean you totally understand that.
2: Exactly. Yeah.
1: Because it's your daughter and you're still trying to love her and care for her, but she lost your baby, and there's some suspicion that she didn't that
2: oh
1: is just gosh. so was is that actress in Game of Thrones?
2: She's not no she,
1: she has, looks she's in
0: split. split no, yes. no, no,
1: no, 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 not Thomas and the mom.
0: Uh, oh. Okay. I don't I'm know. I don't sure. watch Game of okay. Thrones, so I wouldn't but recognize her.
1: Anyway, it. she's just like vaguely reminiscent as just like angry mother. Yes. But what was I going to say? What was I going to say?
0: The can we talk about how scary the scene where the baby That's what I was yeah. talking about yes.
2: oh. where she came back when they got locked in the goat house.
1: No, oh, no, no, oh, no, no. Okay. When she's playing peekaboo. Oh, yes,
2: and then you just look down and it's oh my god, god. gone.
1: Oh. That is so that an, another hidden theme of this episode is directorial debuts. Okay, this is this yes. guy's first movie he directed.
2: The cinematography on it was awesome. It's, I bet his DP was so good because just the shots what i was telling you the Mm -hmm. shot with the moon when the first time that you see the witch and then it's just the shadow is such an Uh. eerie shot combined with the music it's just such a beautiful thing yeah
0: it's all so moody like all of the shots of the woods and Mm -hmm. like the low lighting and the muted colors
1: i can never picture that setting as being at any time other than winter like i know that there is life there but it's just so... It feels so desolate. ...spare. And I think
0: even though I, when I watched this film for the first time, I was a little bit bored and skeptical of where it was going in the first act. I think that the cinematography as well as the way that it sort of accumulates tension all build towards something that's really, really satisfying.
2: That's what, yeah. So at first, like the first 10 minutes of it, I thought nothing really had happened. And then it kind of started to where the theme and the tones of it started building up Mm -hmm. to where it felt more and more eerie and you got more invested in the characters and kind of what was going on. There was just foreshadowing. I'd like to
1: counter that because like, I actually really like, the beginning and kind of how it just gets to the chase so quick yeah. yeah, these people have been kicked out now they are on their own because so many other movies would have just spent way too long Gone on them the in the village it's just like and I like that it got to it
2: I've noticed that with a lot of recent horror where it gets kind of right into it because did yeah. you guys see A Quiet Place? it does the same yeah. thing where it drops you right into that situation and it gives very little exposition
1: yeah,
0: yeah. Okay. well and I think that that also makes their isolation hit harder because if you if you had to like go through the setup stages of like meeting the other villagers and like everyone that they know and then cutting them off you'd feel like there's this presence of other people but it really they only ever feel oppressive and then most of the film is just these characters isolated away from the rest of society and that that makes it so cold
1: i like that you're talking about oppression and isolation from society so we can actually talk about why we talked about this movie is this feminist i think so why
0: i mean a lot of the ideas that it tackles are about like the way that society views young women
1: joe what are your thoughts i
2: think that the the character of thomason like her whole unfair pressure from the mother and a lot of that plus her kind of trying to figure out how she is, because mm-hmm. the scene that I thought was really crazy was the scene when she went up to the younger twin daughter, the twin sister, and was like, I am the witch, and then clearly, like, at that time, didn't yeah. know that you she was, and so it's kind of her trying, it's more of a self-identity thing, too. There's a lot of metaphors in there, yeah. so I thought that, yeah, it was a great... <laughs> I build.
1: think, just the whole thing of, like, her becoming the witch throughout the course of the movie, I, um, when I finished, I Watching the movie, I texted Chris like that was the wildest sorority recruitment I've ever seen. <laughs>
0: you did not text me that.
1: Who did I text that?
0: Probably Brock.
1: No, I texted you.
0: Did you? Did I don't. I... I don't remember getting this text. Maybe it didn't send.
1: No, it sent. You responded. Oh, you
0: definitely said can, something about the ending.
1: I can. I know I sent that to you because I was like, "Ooh, this is a good joke." But anyway, I, as this podcast episode resident woman. <laughs>
2: what do you think, Annie?
1: I really appreciate that it's a look at female empowerment and agency without being mindless pandering. Yeah, that was my biggest problem with, and I, I love the show and I hate the show. American Horror Story: yes. Coven. Yes, it was such a, like a vague girl power thing. They were very
2: mm. like it was vague, but it didn't have much to say
1: either. Th- this is such a good way and it's not like a blanket endorsement of you know we have to rise against you know it's looking at how living within an oppressive society can like just change it changes you and how that kind of you are devalued actively and women were accused of being witches for any number of reasons like it's it's one thing to look at it through people are afraid of powerful women. And it's another thing to look at it through society will use whatever excuse it can to put you down if you're inconvenient.
2: And that constant pressure. That's oh, on, yes. Yeah.
1: yeah. It's just a really compelling way of looking at that that isn't like morally simple. By the end, she does. She is literally empowered and has her own agency. That's really the first decision she gets to make throughout the course of the movie. But it's not like a, it's, I don't know if it's a happy ending necessarily because she's free, but she also like, you know, sold her soul to the devil. And then there's the whole, spoilers by the way, the witch is about a witch. Um,
2: (laughs) Who'd have thought?
1: Oh my God. But, and then there's the whole extra element of she finally has this agency and this freedom but it's because it was granted by yet another man. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I really love the conclusion that this film comes to, like, thematically and Mm -hmm. just narratively, because I think one of the things that makes horror my favorite or one of my favorite genres is that there's no obligation for a happy or tidy ending. Like, if the ending that fits is the character becomes a witch and goes and floats around a campfire in the woods. Yeah. And that's then, just then that's what it. Happens, if the yeah. characters all get brutally killed, then that's it. It's <laughs> that just... was
1: the wildest part of Ferris Bueller when he became a witch and floated <laughs> <pulled> through the <laughs> woods. <Yeah. laughs> I don't
0: I don't remember that part. Maybe yeah. I must have passed out.
1: Yeah. I I love this ending. It's
0: Be- so good. Because it was
2: so shocking, but I, also not like it was
1: there's such a trend in movies of like oh we want to be a movie people talk about so we're gonna have an ambiguous ending left of to the chance there is no question here and she went out and did that yeah. finally getting that payoff from a movie like this where you did expect it to be like a worse movie a worse version of this would have her end talking to the goat and then cut to black yes that would be the bad way to end this movie but this is just such a it's very
2: final it's just saying like this is what we had to say this was the story and that's the conclusion yeah
1: one of the things I was reading an interview with the director and he was like you know I didn't intend to make this about Thomason it just became clear that she had to be the protagonist and I didn't set out to make this like a female empowerment movie but that's But if you're doing story. a thing about a witch that's what it becomes you kind of have to do know? that story yeah yeah,
0: yeah well then one thing that you say about the ending is i don't know if you necessarily use this word but it's a predictable ending but not in the disappointing way where it's like you you see this coming and you're like oh of course they went for that it's like you in the back of your mind you're like oh man I hope that's where we go. Yeah. Yeah. And then every yeah. step that it takes towards that, you get so excited. It's, it's and then great. it finally gets there, and it's this perfect. This is
1: so deeply satisfying. It walks like, the line
2: of not pandering, though, which yeah. is perfect. Yeah. It doesn't feel too heavy-handed, but then you also... It's what you wanted, and it's a kind of a great movie in that like, way.
1: Because of the sins of the men around her, yes. she is forced to become kind of like this you know monster creature and like the original sin is the father's pride yeah and how he continually throughout the movie blames the daughter for things he did like letting the silver cup cup. like and that's one of my favorite things with the father because he isn't a villain no, he yeah, loves exactly. her.
2: He cares about his family, but he also, in that way, is a villain because of his actions.
1: But he ends up being destroyed by what he has wrought, which is why I thought it was so like clever yes. to have him chop wood throughout the movie, yes. and he gets buried in the wood. Oh, yeah, gosh. that is such a
2: good. It's the wood that he'd been chopping since like that first scene. It's so it's, good. It's
1: one of the only mom- moments in the movie where I feel like it's very like, do, do
2: you get it? Yeah. You know,
1: yeah. but. It works for me, you know?
2: I enjoyed yeah.
1: it. Okay. Is there anything else you want to touch on about the Vivitch?
2: Just one thing. In horror movies, whenever there's a forest and the trees are skinny trees, oh. it is the scariest thing. And yeah. it automatically makes it that much scarier for me. I'm not sure what it this, is. but This
1: is, this movie is so good at relying upon like classic fear yes. ticks, yes. but also completely new ones. The is it a crow or a raven? It's a crow. The I crow. Believe. Yes. Oh <laughs> my gosh. That's gonna be like stuck in my mind. It for, was like, just a big, a like, yeah.
2: It was so crazy. So
1: if you haven't watched this movie, it's on Netflix. So you have like no excuse not to.
2: Would highly recommend. I put it off not knowing what it was really, and then when you guys told me we were doing the podcast episode on this, I was excited and definitely was a good payoff. Oh so. yeah.
0: It makes being a witch look honestly really sick.
2: Yeah,
1: it does. It, the, you, would,
0: the social would, implications of it definitely less than, but I like being that. a witch. Let's go. In
1: terms of social metaphor, like I like that it's not clean cut feminist. You know. Yeah. Yes. Would wouldst thou like to live deliciously? That's a line. I'm not just being a weirdo.
0: It's you're being a weirdo and reciting <laughs> lines.
1: It's so. <laughs> Good! Okay. All right. You know what, Chris? Get out.
0: Cute. (laughs) Speaking of quotable
1: movies. (laughs) That's my incredibly dumb segue. So.
0: I think this is, it is safe to say, this is the least predictable movie from one of the Key and Peele guys. Oh, my
1: (laughs) God. Well, if you actually look at the social commentary inherent within many key... There are hints... That they're like, there are hints that they've been socially conscious. Oh, yeah. Of course. But never in like writing a full blown horror horror movie. Oh, no. Keanu is not a sweeping tale of racial injustice, (laughs) I'd say. But no, it's. When I was talking about Robert Eggers and directorial debut, I have such. A deep-seated appreciation when someone's first movie is
2: so different from what they've been doing is well. If so it's their dir-
1: e- if it's their directorial exactly. debut, like just to emerge with this fully formed artistic vision, yes. which is why I also love Sorry to Bother You. Yes. like it's
2: you have this idea that you can tell as a passion project for the people that mm-hmm. have made it, and that they are so invested because they have a story that they want to tell. No, and
1: this is crafted by yeah. Jordan Peele, and it's done so ridiculously well, and. It's so funny. Um going off of the whole like I would have voted for Obama a third term. Everyone on Twitter was like, Well, I would've I would have wanted to get out to win best picture. Oh my god. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're not going to talk about the best picture for that year because that's a me and Chris argument.
0: That is a me and Chris argument. Wait, <laughs> Annie and Chris <laughs> argument.
2: Twenty sixteen. What one yet? Year.
1: Shape, Shape of, of water. water. Oh my god. Let's not get into it. Let's not,
0: please. <laughs> There's an okay. odd one out in this room. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so Get Out is. I know the whole idea of obviously is horror is responding to taboo and horror as a response to society. Is such a long-standing one. But, oh my god, this, like, Get Out really, like...
2: It took that to another level. To
1: define kind of the modern... And push towards that
2: get out isn't a normal horror movie in of that there's not. jump scares and monsters it's a lot more of a psychological thing obviously oh, and that's what makes it so awesome because it's so visceral yeah you can feel
0: i all mean of those i think what makes it truly like so special and what's gonna solidify this as like one of the movies from the 2010s that we remember like 50 years from now is the fact that it's so entertaining yeah like so much so that that belies how like deep and thoughtful and meaningful it is Mm -hmm. like there's a lot of really nuanced commentary that you wouldn't expect from a movie that sets up and goes for jokes like the voting for obama for a third term but even those like really quotable moments all play into that
1: it's so this movie's really funny
0: yes oh it's great rod is the best (laughs)
1: just haunting and such a compelling look at horror at the intersections yes yeah Which is so important because all horror protagonists are, you know, white dudes or white girls. Yeah. Shout out to Laurie Strode.
0: We love Laurie Strode.
1: No, it's really a compelling look at, like, what different communities are scared of and putting you in those. You
2: you feel like you're in their shoes. No,
1: it's like a lot of white audiences who saw this movie, I'm sure, have, like... A trust of police officers.
2: And then you at get to the, see why you should. No, yeah. at
1: the end, when you just see the red and blue lights and you just, your heart stops. Yes. That is so, is such a compelling way at putting you in the shoes of anyone who has ever been scared of a police officer before because of your skin color. Because just of how society is and awful, awful, terrible things in the news, when you see a cop car roll up, you just know that like, oh my God. You know, that the fact that a police car showing up is one of the most like scary you things know, in that movie is that's really something special. Yeah. You know,
2: I would agree with that.
0: Well, and I think also what's so special is how thoughtful and unexpected it is in its commentary. I mean, if you think horror movie about racism, the go to things would be a lot more simple and topical than the. Entire. I don't know if we want to get into, like, what actually happens. Not that there's anyone who hasn't, hasn't seen, seen Get Out. Get out but yeah. the whole commentary on, like, fetishizing yes. the black body yes. while also, like, demonizing mm. black people and, like, objectifying them is brilliant. Or just the
1: idea that we live... Within a post-racial society, just would you feel you've had more advantages yeah. or
2: like disadvantages? Yeah, disadvantages. And you're like, well,
1: what? That Jesus Christ. <laughs>
2: that whole porch scene is so great. Just the fact that when he's like talking to him, he's like, "I want to see your eyes," and it's just so unnerving to like be in that situation. And just even as an audience member, that whole thing was just very good at telling you what it wanted to do while also being an unnerving yeah. psychological thing.
1: Okay, one of the things that did take me out of the movie is that. Um, the guy who like wins the auction for yes, Chris. Yes. That's that dude from Office Space with the stapler. <laughs> yes. And I was like,
0: "Boo!" That took me so out of it. But I mean, I've never seen Office Space. You should so see that Office, didn't take Space. Me. Office Space. is great.
1: But uh, is it Catherine Keener? Is her name the mom? The mom. Yeah.
0: She's so good. I was just thinking I mean, about that. She's
1: so fantastic.
2: The whole family is really good oh. too because Bradley Whitford's great as the dad. Yeah, yeah,
1: he's. But I think the performance in that movie that is just ridiculous is allison williams oh my god, she is i it haunts me that part where she's on the phone yes and she has like she's the like emotional face. but With the eating utterly the, s- eating the... no 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 no, oh, okay. no when she's like oh god you haven't seen him oh. and just completely blank that is oh
2: Give it's the, very good. Give
1: that girl a bigger, better role, you know? Yes. She can't just be Peter this Pan the and first, on
2: Girls. This was the first time I'd seen her in anything.
1: Oh, she's in she's in Girls. Okay. Uh, she's Brian Williams' daughter. Yes, I knew yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. She is so... I saw her in a
2: Pepsi commercial recently, but oh, that was good. about
1: it. <laughs> no, but it's just everything in this movie is...
2: All the performances are great. I mean, Daniel Kaluuya, is that it? Kaluuya? Yeah. Oh, he is amazing. Oh, and just God. the... Oh. It's so good.
0: Yeah, I really hope this is a breakout role for him because he, I believe, got. I think one of his first like meteor roles was the Black Mirror episode that he's Mm -hmm. in, and he's so good in that. I mean, he was
1: in Black Panther.
0: Yes, he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But he's in a a sort of minor role in Black Panther. When you watch Black Panther, you don't think Daniel Kaluuya stole the show. Yeah,
1: but you're like, well, I mean, you don't you don't think Lupita Nyong'o did, but it's just good that that ensemble cast.
0: Yeah, that whole cast is great. God. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think another thing that sticks out about. Um, get, get out to me is how visually inventive it is yes. the whole sunken place oh, visual it's so good I've never seen something like that done
2: just the colors and stuff that they used to and how they use even like the backyard when it's dark out as such mm-hmm. a creepy place which a backyard shouldn't be that creepy of a place but then like, like they make the yeah. places that should be comforting like that, and make them most, so damn scary. I feel
1: it's fair to say most horror relies on a recycling of the same visual language over and yes. over, and this movie does such a good job of training you within its visual it's language. Just so I've never been scared of a teacup before, exactly. and then when you but see that, th- yeah, the, and the you noise. No, this movie is so fantastic at priming you for knowing what its things are. Yes. Seeing someone like, sitting in a chair. Yes. Like even uh, the
2: flashback scenes like when they were discussing about how he just sat there and watched TV mm-hmm. when his mom was dying, like that's just such a visually great thing. Like the screen on the outside's black, and mm-hmm. so you're just focusing yeah. on him watching the TV. And so insane. like
1: there's, that's just there's so many little things in this that are really like crafted, but yeah. also you're like, you're clever. You could watch you know?
2: this movie like ten times the and still th- not pick up on every little thing. The detail. thing with
1: the fruit loops. Oh my god. I don't know if he
2: like How she's keeping him separated. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But
1: I think there's an interview where he was like, I didn't do that purposely of like separating the colors from the whites. I just did it because she'd be weird. But the thing that when I watched it the first time and I was talking with my friend afterwards, we're like with the chair, he's literally picking cotton.
2: Oh my gosh.
0: Uh, Yeah, yeah,
1: he's literally picking cotton up from the chair. And my friend was like I don't think that's what that was going for. And it's like, but I it, think that's what that was going. Yeah. And then, no, yet. no. And then I was like reading an interview, with Jordan Peele. And someone was like, was the cotton picking? And he was like, yeah, that's totally intentional. Oh and I was my like, gosh. I know what I'm talking about, yeah. but, God, this movie is just... You could talk about this for an hour.
2: But. It's just so thrilling. The whole scene when he's literally getting out and he takes the antlers and he takes mm-hmm. the, like, oh, my gosh, no, the pool ball. I'm, like, I was just on the edge of my seat because I remember seeing
0: this in theaters and, yeah. like, I was literally on the edge of my seat. That's the
1: only I time I I made my mom take that. me to see I it I didn't
0: see this in theaters, and I'm still so. so angry at myself for missing it.
1: I went and saw it in theaters, but I saw it, like, kind of late in the game, so it was literally too. just me and my mom in the theater.
0: Yeah, I and saw football. it. No one that I was really, like good friends with saw it until close to when it was like leaving theaters and then a bunch of friends were like oh my god you're gonna love this film you have to see it and I missed it in theaters
1: I just wanted to say that like I feel like this movie is we were talking about this a bit earlier with like the whole social metaphor horror in modern age has very much been defined by get out I think you could also say that there's definitely been this is definitely one of the landmark works of the recent resurgence in black film Oh yeah, like a hundred percent. That
2: along with, sorry to bother you. Or this moonlight. Year, yeah. Oh, and moonlight's uh, yeah. like black Klansmen. Yeah, don't oh,
1: forget Klansman. black lensmen. You know, it's uh, it's just so many real...
2: people are being able to tell their original stories and like have their own voice. That's what I love about, especially Get Out and Sorry to bother mm-hmm. you, is that you can feel Boots Riley and Jordan Peele in those movies. It you just can
1: tell. feels so interesting to be living through a time and seeing these movies in the theaters when like. College courses are going to be taught on these in 50 exactly, years. Exactly. Yes. You know? like and they I don't want to
0: wait 50 years. I want to take a college course yeah. on these but next you, semester. But, you
1: know, like, they're like, oh, uh, American cinema in the 1970s. Like, yeah. there's oh, going to yeah, yeah, yeah. be, like, screening race in the it, beginning of the 21st 20s, century. That like, that's, go- I would teach that course.
0: I would take that course. I'll give you a I bad grade. I will come grade. back, yeah.
1: <laughs> All right. I think that's going to do it. Sounds yeah,
0: cool. we're going to get out of here.
1: Boom. <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Okay, our next episode is...
0: Horror comedies. Horror
1: comedies. We love to laugh and also be stabbed.
0: I love one of those things.
1: Stabbed. It's not laughter. Okay. Uh, Thank you for joining us on today's episode. I have been Annie Aguirre.
0: I am Chris
1: Forrester. And I will be Joe Schroeder. Thank you so much.